You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between exercise and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 women develop fitter minds and bodies in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to episode number three of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where I talk to Bev Allen about her running journey, including how she manages to stay fit while living full-time aboard a yacht. Enjoy. All right. This is an interview today with Beverly Allen, a good friend of mine. And I'm going to ask her to introduce herself and let us know a little bit about her history. She is a great runner and has run for a long time. Um, And she has a really interesting story that I think you'll all enjoy. So, Bev, over to you. Welcome. Thanks, Michelle. Um, About me. Okay. So, I've worked in local government, if you want to know my work background, for quite a few years in emergency management. So anything natural disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, I've been working at Glamorgan Spring Bay Council and helping them out a lot to do with COVID, COVID. so COVID safe plans, etc. So that's mm-hmm. my working sort of forte, I guess. A lot of it's kind of um, office-based, if you like. Yeah, office-based. When I worked at Launceston, when we had the floods in 2016, then managing council's response to that and how we take care of the community, um, setting up and running evacuation centres and also looking after pets in natural disasters. So, yeah. Um, My running history, I guess I've always run. Um, I grew up on a farm on the northwest coast of Tassie. And what sort of farm was Mixed farming, mm-hmm. so beef, cattle and cropping. So mm-hmm. poppies, potatoes, onions, pyrethra and all those things. Oh, wow. I didn't know all that. Yeah. And so I used to, sometimes my dad's cattle dogs weren't so good, so I used to be the one that had to run around the cattle. So that's probably how I started running. I used to run around the cattle. Um, Then sort of did school cross country and those things and trained on the farm. So that's how I sort of got into running and then just continued on from there. So you've always run? Always run. Yeah, yeah. and always been better at distance than sprinting. I was never a sprinter. I was more a stayer, as my dad would say. So, <laughs> so yeah, always that bit longer distance. I used to be able to just plug along and keep going, I guess. So have you ever found it hard to get out and go for a run? Um, no, I guess I'm pretty disciplined with my running. Mm-hmm. So... If I know I've got an event to train for or um, even if I just think I want to get myself back into fitness, generally I'm pretty good. I'm the one that I can motivate my partner. He might say, Rob might say, oh, I can't be bothered. And I'm like, no, let's go if he's running with me. Otherwise, I'll just go myself. You go mm. by yourself a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, I... Yeah, I like. I do enjoy getting out by myself on the trails and just exploring and being out there and sort of 
in amongst nature. So are you listening to anything when you're out there or are you just taking it all in? Taking it all in. Um, early mornings, when I was training early mornings, I used to love, as I used to say, listening to the day wake up as I ran along in the dark and hearing mm. the birds and seeing the sunrise and yeah I used to really enjoy that aspect of early morning running so did that feel like you were setting yourself up for the day like was it was there a thing going on in your mind about that like when you when you got to work or whatever you were doing for the day did you feel better on those days when you had been for a run in the morning yeah absolutely any sort of exercise first thing in the morning then the whole day I felt much better about myself and it set me up to be able to cope with things better. Um, in my work, it was often quite stressful and that was, for me, running during when things were stressful at work, that was always a good leveller. So I could go out and put things in perspective and have a little bit of a de-stress and a little chat to myself and say, okay, are these things really that important? And yeah, it's that time alone and that thinking while you're out running. So when you're out running, do you often think about the same kind of things or do you, does it depend what's going on in your life as to what your mind's doing while you're running? Or are you even aware of what your mind's doing when you're running? Um, it varies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, different things. Um, often I will, if, it's, if I'm finding it tough, if I'm doing a hill session or something like that and think, oh, I just want to walk or I just want to give up, I always think to myself, every step is making you stronger. And this training might be hard, but for an event, if it's for an event or if I'm thinking about setting myself some sort of challenge, then I think about, okay, this might be hard now, but it's going to make you stronger and every step is going to make you stronger for that challenge or whatever that might be. That keeps you going. Yeah, um, but then, yeah, other times I can think about mundane things or I can try and put other things in perspective as well. So sometimes I've noticed that when I, if, if there's something going on in my life, I've noticed lately that if I have a question in my head before I start running, I can work on that. So it might be, you know, so there's a problem in my life at the time. And I think, well, I'll use the running time to sort that out. And I've often been able to. Have you found that? Like if, you, if there's something going on, you just can't work out what to do about it, whether it's a relationship thing or some other kind of thing. Um, have you found that running helps that? Like so there's been that bit of clarity because often we get that foggy brain towards the end of a really long run. But I just wondered if you'd found that. Um, um, probably not so much, but... I guess you do get clarity more when you're out running. Um, maybe you could give that a go when you have a problem. Maybe. Maybe I Ask could have that question. question. Yeah. Start. Like, yeah. how do I solve whatever the problem is? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, your brain, because it makes the, I found also on those harder runs, it just makes the time go. Like, when did I already finished? <laughs> because your brain's so busy. Well, yeah. At least for me, thinking yeah. about whatever that was. Yeah. Which I found pretty good. Yeah. So one thing I know about you, which the listeners may not, and that is that you've spent quite a bit of time on a yacht. Now, that seems like a really hard place to go for a run to me because it's not like a cruise liner where you could run, you know, I don't know how, how far is it around them. You see the people running up and down the decks on cruise ships. But, yeah, and you don't have a, a treadmill on the yacht either. 
So how do you deal with that when you want to go for a run? And obviously it's been in your life, most of your life, if not all of your life. Yep. How do you do that when you're stuck on this small-ish craft in the water? <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, there's days where we are out and we can't get to shore. Mm -hmm. um, so on those days, if we're not rocking and rolling and I'm not feeling so sick, um, I will try and do some sort of strength session. So squatting, push-ups. It's amazing how you can find space on a yacht to do things. Um, Step-ups. So things like that. I'll give myself a little strength session to do. Yeah. And then our whole idea of the cruising lifestyle on a yacht is that when we get to a new location, we go out running to explore and get to know the new place. Okay. So, um, yeah, we, we've sort of decided our philosophy is sailing and trailing. Um, so we go out and, and look for trails to run. Um, sometimes I go on my own, sometimes we go together. If there's no trails around, then we'll explore the town. So that's when we'll go running. It does make it a bit more challenging, especially if I... I know once I was training for the Berlin Marathon and we were in um, Italy and Greece and sailing um, on someone else's yacht, helping them. And so it that became a challenge trying to train. But I did manage to to get my long runs in and still get out early mornings. And, and yeah, you've just got to come up with new concepts. Okay, what am I going to do? That will to, use those muscles yes, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Focusing a bit more on those little strength sessions that mm -hmm. help to, you know, build up and make you a bit stronger. So I guess that makes me think about the times that I know you haven't been able to run, not just because of a the environment you were in, but because of, you know, injuries and things. How, what's going on in your mind when you can't run? Mm -hmm. How do you feel when you can't run for a period of time? You know, that's going to be longer than a couple of weeks. Yeah, so... Uh, I guess a few things people wouldn't know is um, quite a few years ago I had a brain tumour and whilst my running wasn't as serious as it is now I did once I found out I had a tumour I knew I had to have surgery to cope with that upcoming surgery I went out and ran a lot and that really helped me mm. after the surgery of course there was months that I couldn't run. Um, and so then I just had to come back to myself and think, okay, one step at a time. First, let's get over this surgery. Um, then I will start walking and I would give myself a little challenge to walk to a gateway. Then the next day I would walk a little bit further. Wow. Um, so that was that scenario. Then I had a knee injury. And my running was much more serious then. And so initially, I would have to say I had a little meltdown and <laughs> didn't cope so well. I may have witnessed it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard. It's really hard when that's part of your life. Mm. Um, even seeing other people running, I found really hard. And I'd been told I would never run again by surgeon and by two other doctors and so initially of course that devastated me because I felt running was what defined me um, 
But then I had to sort of come back and think all that through. And then I became quite determined that I was going to prove them wrong. And I actually said to my surgeon when he said, you won't run again, I remember saying to me, if I was Usain Bolt, would you say that so easily? (laughs) And I got this look, so I wasn't sure what he thought. Like you're not a black man running in. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) So then I just thought, right, I'm going to prove them wrong. After I'd had my little low point, which, you know, it is hard when you Mm. get told something like that. And I put it in perspective. Well, you know, people deal with a lot worse. Okay, Mm -hmm. if I can't run again, I might have to find something else. I was determined to try and prove them wrong. So, again, it was, okay, I hated boxing, I hated swimming, I couldn't swim, Um, but I started doing those things. And, again, walking, and I had lots of setbacks. And I think after 12 months, I managed to slowly run at Bruni Mm -hmm. in a team two kilometres. And I was so pleased that I could actually run two Mm -hmm. kilometres. And then it just gradually... Again, I just kept going um, little bit by little bit and had lots of good advice from um, my good friend Amy and she really helped with technique and how I could do things better to manage my joints. And, yeah, since then I've managed to do another 64K Bruni Ultra, Berlin Marathon and lots of trail races and running and little challenges I have to be much more aware of my body and listen to that more now mm-hmm. so if I have a niggle I'm probably more mature than I used to be and so now I think okay back off don't push it because mm. otherwise I know that I'll have a longer setback. It's really um, interesting the thing you said about identity as well because I've had that in the past too when I couldn't run for whatever reason and you realize how dangerous actually it is to attach your identity to something that could leave you, your ability to do that may stop at any time for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. Um, so it's a much healthier thing to attach your identity to something that's nothing to do with your physical abilities as well. So it was interesting that you, mm. you at least I believe that, yep. um, it was interesting that you came um, up against that as well. Um, just that whole... Uh, determination you must be very stubborn Bev (laughs) because I know uh, Simon my husband has teased you a lot about needing a wheelchair during that period I don't know that he helped your recovery or he or he just made you stronger and like I'll prove Simon not just the surgeons wrong and you won't need the wheelchair or the Zimmer frame that he was trying to get (laughs) he was trying to get me that Zimmer frame (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was really cool too to be part of that team where you when you started came back and you were able to run you know at the moment like now to us running five kilometers you probably don't even go out the door without running 5k but the you know when you're at in that period that just running 2k was such a massive achievement it's amazing yeah it was Mm. yeah and look people have so much more and much larger challenges but um it's all in perspective isn't it and as you say about the identity now I've learned, well, okay, running's not my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many other things, but it's still something that's a large part of my life. Yeah, it doesn't mean you let it go. It's just no. it's not 
everything. No, yeah, it's yeah. something now that I can enjoy and it takes me places. That I think, you yeah. know, I think we've talked about it a lot, but that in, the importance is that we're moving. Yeah. And when you look out to the world for inspiration, you see people who don't have arms or legs and they find ways to move. You know, those ones are really motivated to climb mountains with, you know, totally. one or one arm or something and just think, whoa. Yeah. What am I, yeah. <laughs> what am I yeah. getting grumpy about with myself? You know, really, yeah. the, you know, yeah. there's so much you can do even yeah. when you have little. So yeah. it's yeah. a pretty um, inspirational story, I reckon. Yours coming back like that from both of those things is pretty inspirational. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, it takes a lot of strength, which I think everybody has, but a lot, a lot of, not everyone is tested. No, yeah. And so they don't necessarily know the strength they have. So sometimes that's. That's a shame. They mm. kind of give up before they even start because they don't find themselves in a place where they get tested. You know, the things that maybe in our lives we've said, oh, I wish that hadn't happened or, at, you know, while it's happening. But when you look back, you think actually that's part of what's made things stronger and yeah. all that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So with running, what would be your favourite kind of run? What kind of run do you like to go? Like if you someone just said you can go for a run today, can go anywhere, do anything with anyone or whatever what would you be what would you choose what's your favorite run if you just have you can do whatever um, you like definitely out on the trails yeah and exploring new trails yeah. um doesn't really matter where um my favorite one of my favorite places is mount direction my local little hill <laughs> and uh, bev just ran that literally an hour ago hour and a half ago <laughs> very fresh in her mind yeah <laughs> and it's tough but there's so many trails to explore up there and yeah. often I have gone up there during tough times by myself and just gone off exploring um been up there with friends taken lots of people up there as well but it doesn't have to be a race for me anymore it's just having that level of fitness that I can go out and perhaps let's go and run for you know 25k's 30k's and having that level of fitness that I know I can do it yeah um you can never say never about not racing again I there'll probably be some new challenges that I would like to set myself to do but yeah for me it's not about racing so much anymore it's just getting out there and enjoying it and trail running for me is yeah it's my the, passion it's the bomb it's it's the bomb yeah <laughs> it's awesome. yeah yeah not I'm not I I did Berlin Marathon and it was I just realized big marathons with crowds of people it just wasn't for me yeah yeah so what if it'd been a big marathon with lots of people but next to the ocean or climbing a mountain or as opposed to being in a city which is sort of surrounded by cityscape do you think you would have liked it more um the environment seems to be pretty big yeah, thing for you. Yeah, the environment is. Mm. Um, but maybe all the people still would have created that. Yeah, look, um, I did the 22K Ultra Trail Australia. There were loads of people. Yeah. Um, that one is still much more a favourite than Berlin Marathon just because exactly. the environment. Mm. Yeah. Well, not just outdoors, yeah. but they're and all you, outdoors. And <laughs> you're just in such an amazing landscape and nature. And yeah, even though there's lots of people around and everyone's very supportive and it's, 
yeah, yeah a no, great environment but yeah it's just being out in the elements I guess more they're all having that experience aren't they, yeah. at the same time and then taking it all in hmm. so I guess that brings me to the question about people so do you do you always like I know well, you obviously don't always run with people but do you often go and run with people or is that is there been sort of seasons in your running where you've run more with groups and met them at different times versus um you know running more with just you or just with you and Rob your partner um yeah certainly um once I started to get back into running and um getting assistance from Amy and mm -hmm. the old train group I ran a lot with them yeah um and buddies um and that was always good, a great group to train with, um, probably once or twice a week. And then we went out on some sort of trail running tours and things, which were awesome. I guess now for us, because we're living this bit more nomadic lifestyle, it's more I run on my own um, or Rob comes with me. Mm -hmm. So we're not so much doing that training with groups. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really bother me either way. I'm just as happy on my own or so you didn't need the groups to sort of get out you know some people it's like well I, one of the really things that gets me out of bed is I know that there's people are expecting me there and that's one of their yeah and look at times having that group mm -hmm. does keep you okay we're going we've got group training tonight so we'll go so yeah. that does help and in the mornings but generally I can be pretty disciplined and and if I don't then I'm very annoyed with myself so yeah I don't know if I'm a bit controlling in that way but if I don't meet something that I think you know that was scheduled for the rest of the day I'm very annoyed and Rob doesn't want to be in a small space with her <laughs> when she's very annoyed so we probably push her overboard to go for a swim or a run <laughs> versus put up with her for the rest of the day <laughs> so um, I guess if there are people listening to us and they're interested in getting moving so maybe they're coming back to running like you after an injury or or surgery or something, or maybe they've never actually been running. What kind of things would you suggest to somebody who has, is only just starting to um, introduce movement into their life beyond just every day, you know, getting up and going around and doing your everyday things, that intentional kind of um, extra movement in their life? Do you have any suggestions for that? Like um, activities they could do that would be yeah get them started. set little things that are achievable that you know that you will won't be too hard initially mm -hmm. so think you know if you've not done any exercise okay today I'm going to walk or if you're coming back from injury just set little challenges um, okay today I'm going to walk 500 meters and maybe I'll do that all week and then I'll start to look and increase that to a kilometre and then maybe I'll run to that telegraph pole then walk so just little things that you know you can achieve initially um, and certainly that's what I had to do and be prepared for setbacks I had setbacks and whilst they were frustrating it was like okay I've got to start again but then having that self-belief that you can do it. So what were you saying to yourself in those really hard times that kept you going? Because it's really easy to give up. Like there's no, especially yeah. if the only person you're letting down is yourself. Yeah. Like 
What, do you, what did you say to yourself to make yourself keep going? Well, I was determined that mm. I was going to prove people wrong. <laughs> okay. That, so that was Simon one. That was, <laughs> yeah, Simon and the surgeon. <laughs> that was a motivator. And, and for me personally, it was right. You can do this. Mm. And so it, it was that having that belief in myself that I could do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess I am. People say I'm competitive and whilst I'm competitive, it's more competitive with my, I don't know how to describe it, whether I'm competitive with myself, but I always want to do that little bit better for myself. So is it better than yesterday as opposed to, you know, if I look back and see I was much quicker in my 20s, (laughs) for example. Yes. If if speed was the thing that you were looking at, because obviously there's lots of other things you can measure as well beyond speed. Um, so is that is that what you look at? Do you look at, well, I'm doing a little bit better today than I did yesterday, or, yes. or whatever? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I've I've come a step further today than yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, or look back at last week, and oh, okay, that's where I was last week. Look where I am this week, mm-hmm. or a month, or whatever that might be. Um, and for me, it took a couple of years before I was actually back to almost what I was before my injury so it's a long time yeah and so you do have to just think okay baby steps baby steps and and keep looking back okay I have made come this far and and done these things yeah Mm. so how important do you think consistency is in all of that so like a new person for example um yeah for me, when I started running in, um, in, as an adult, as opposed to when I ran as um, at school, it would literally I ran every single day for over a year, and it was only because of that consistency, I think, that it became a part of. We were talking about identity before, but it became yeah. a part of what I did, yeah. like brushing your teeth. It's sort of like habit forming. Yes, but small habits. It's it's. I don't know about you, but if you try and change yourself and and what you do in a really big way very fast it often will fail that's that's what I've seen and, and obviously with myself as well whereas if you just make a small change but you make it that you're doing it every day whatever it is or very regularly every other day whatever whatever it is that that can then set yeah. that new habit in place yeah totally, totally. Well yeah when, when and it doesn't something. have to be running every day no um just move and you know that's something I've I've learned as well. Um, I used to train too hard, and mm-hmm. then come race day, I'd blow up, or yeah. my races wouldn't go as I had them planned because I trained so hard. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I've learned, okay, I just need to do something every day. Like I might do a little strength workout, or I might just go for a hike. Mm-hmm. And then there's the days you have to be kind to yourself and think, you know what? I do need to rest. My body needs to rest. Mm-hmm. So, so listening to your body, you said. Yeah, it. listening to your body and being kind to your body, whereas I used to think, no, no, yeah. I've got to train, I've got to train, whereas now to go the long term, you do have to have those easy days and take it easy and have a day where, okay, I might just go for a little walk today. So you, I think now, you said, talked about goals before, but I feel like you don't necessarily need to have a goal like for us as competitive runners over the years it was like we're running for this marathon I'm training for that but you seem to be able to keep going and keep moving consistently we're talking before without necessarily having that big goal 
out there. So that's, how's that changed in your, um, in your thoughts? Yeah, I, I guess just wanting to feel that overall fitness. Mm -hmm. But for me, running makes everything feel better. So yeah. training makes me mentally better. It makes me... I guess eat health more healthily mm -hmm. when I'm training and physically I feel much better. So it's that holistic thing for me. Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't mean that there won't be a challenge I might set myself. Yeah. Um, but you don't need it on an ongoing basis no. to stay quite consistent with yeah. making sure you do something yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, if I've got a training program set to me, I'm very dedicated. Because so, Bev's a good girl and doesn't like to let down the coach <laughs> or get a red mark. So <laughs> if if my coach sets me something, then I like to then try and get do it, it done. Yeah. <laughs> Except if I'm stuck on the boat and then it's like, oh, great. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's another strength workout. You can't get off the boat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, that is challenging, but then I have to sort of think, okay, how am I going to make this work? And, and then, you, I mean, you can stand up on the deck of the boat and look around and say, hey, but look where I am. Wow. Yeah. You know, look what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of other good stuff going on, I think, yeah. for you guys yeah, yeah. as well for that. Yeah. So how long do you think you'll run for? So you're, you're in your 50s now, like me. Yep. How long do you think you'll run for, Beth? As long as I can. So yeah. forever? Like are you planning to yes. just... Yeah. To just run until you can't and you can't imagine not being able to anyway. Like we, no. we both know people a lot older than us who still run. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'll always be involved. Um, if I don't race again, then I love crewing. Mm -hmm. So crewing for Amy and yeah. so other So this people. is crewing in big races. Yeah, big races. So like long races. 100 Ks, 100 milers, things that I don't currently do not saying I wouldn't like to do one one day, who knows? But yeah, crewing is that support role. Yeah, that support role and, and I love doing that mm -hmm. um, and sort of being part of that team. Mm -hmm. And again, that's an amazing, amazing to witness mm -hmm. the highs and lows of what people go through in races and how the mind kicks in because mm -hmm. in those big events, that's when you've got to be really strong mind wise. So mm -hmm. Yeah, get tough. Hmm. So, if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, "Oh, maybe I'll just give running a go," so we've given them a couple of ideas, you know, a couple of ways they can get started slowly and consistently. Is there anything else we should tell them? Do you think, or have we covered what they Look, need to know? I, I think if you, everyone's different. Some people might want mm -hmm. to start doing it on their own. Mm -hmm. um, but there's some really supportive groups around that they can join um, where there's friendly people that can help give advice. And it doesn't have to be all about running. There's a lot of groups that you can hike with to begin with and then start your running and you'll get lots of support that way. Um, everyone's different. So some people need that supportive environment and others want to do it on their own. And again, or just one or two people, find mm. someone who's a friend that you might want to share it with and say, hey, let's try and do this together and set yourself little goals that you can tick off. Mm. Excellent. Okay, Beverly. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you on Fit Mind, Fit Body. Um, I hope you'll come back and maybe we'll interview at some point 
when you're on the yacht sailing somewhere exotic. <laughs> that would be fun. We'll get Bev back and she can talk about looking at it, some tropical island or something instead of sitting in my office where she is right now. Um, they will be back on the yacht. So you, you're planning to be sailing away soon? Yeah, we're just getting the final jobs done and we're heading off soon, um, heading to warmer clothes, <laughs> warmer places. Um, in Queensland, fingers crossed. And um, yeah, hoping to get ashore a fair bit and explore some new places and lots more traveling. Yeah. And uh, training on the trails. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. It's been Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. For a bunch of resources to help you get and stay fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. I'll also be back here once a week. Bye.